Hey, Vikings fans, number 96, Brian Robinson is bringing NYC's cheesiest food stand to U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit Mack Truck Mac and Cheese on Minnesota Vikings game days for a new game time snack. It, it was great since I haven't, haven't been in the end zone since October of 2021, so... Just day by day, like, he could tell how much he cares about uh, special teams, his enthusiasm that he brings every day. To, uh, it just makes me want to be better uh, to make plays and see him happy because this, this is what he prides himself on. So I think it, it helps the whole group as a unit uh, try, to, try to make plays. You're listening to the Minnesota Vikings podcast, and the Vikes are 12-4 and after a 41-17 loss to the Packers on Sunday. I'm Tatum Everett alongside Gabe Henderson. Jay Nelson under the weather this week, but Eric Davidson is our producer today. Jalen Naylor will be our guest later on in the show after his first career touchdown. But Gabe, it's not the outing we wanted to see by any means. And we had to witness it firsthand in person. That loss, coupled with the 49ers win, means Minnesota is now the number three seed in the NFC playoffs. In your eyes, is that a huge difference from the number two seed? No, simply because the fact that the two seed will get a red hot seven seed, which will be coming into the playoffs looking to to upset someone on the road. So whether that's the Packers, the Lions or the Seahawks, uh, one of those three teams have to win this week. And I'm sure the 49ers probably won't play all of their starters, if any. Um, well, let me take that back. They probably will play their starters, but they'll probably be on the pitch count. So you look at that and say, okay, well, this 49ers team last year when they went into Lambeau, uh, they were getting hot at the right time. Um, they started the season out um, a little bit slow, but if you can get hot at the right time, you can win on the road. So I, I like the three seed. Um, you play the Giants again at home if if the playoffs stood to stood at where it stands today. So. I'm I'm not too gung ho about it. Like I'm 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 okay with this three seed. You're still in the playoffs. We're we're twelve and four, not four and twelve. Yeah, I do think it kind of stinks that you'd be on the road next. You know, and and that kind of stinks. I think the fans really would have loved to have another home game uh, if you won. And and then obviously home field advantage has been huge for this team this season. However, I'm kind of with you. Like. I would rather see this Giants team again than to have to play the Packers for a third time or the Lions for a third time. And speaking of that matchup, whew, it just got flexed to Sunday Night Football. Yeah. So we're having an Rightfully NFC so. North on Rightfully there. So. Yeah. And honestly, like it's going to be like what's going to give in that game because those team, both teams are just playing so well right now. Um, makes you feel really good that you're NFC North champions right now. <laughs> we we did what we could do um, in in November and December, and right now I guess those wins are starting to come into handy for us. And yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm kind of glad we're not playing the Packers or, or Lions. Also, um, we played those teams twice already, so I'm sure this Giants team will come in here hungry. But the fact that we're playing at home uh, that always plays an advantage. And yeah, the way you described that, I feel like you just want to go out west anyway and get in some warmer weather and go to San Francisco. <laughs> but at the same time, no, that's a that I think that's a tough team because they're a great I th- team. I think playing the Niners in San Francisco is so much harder than having them come here with Brock Purdy playing in U.S. Bank Stadium as Mister Irrelevant. I think that's a big storyline. But now he'll be in the comfort of his stadium if that were the place to play out. Yeah, but they they still got to beat a hot seven team if they're if if they are yeah. the two seed. So like anything can happen. And after watching that uh, Las Vegas Raiders game last night or Sunday night, I'm not a hundred percent certain about this this 49ers team. They they gave up 500 yards of total off of 
total defense. So they gave up 500 yards to to Jared Stidham. To Jared Stidham. So just understanding that there there are holes. And if let's say they play the uh, Seattle Seahawks, they've already played those guys twice already this year. So if we could still, I mean, we got to take care of business first and oh, foremost. First and foremost. But like we could still get two home games out of this in the playoffs. So I'm 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 not sold on the 49ers after yesterday. It is quite interesting how the NFL is is playing out, especially in the NFC right now. The number one seed, everyone was like, it's going to be Philly. It's going to be Philly. And now there's a chance that the 49ers could get the number one seed. And Philly, if they lose, would be the number two seed. Yeah. There's so many different scenarios. Uh, you, you see this race for the wild card, the number seven seed, like you mentioned. The NFL... They just, for some reason, it always comes down to the wire, and we're back at it again with an exciting weekend of football. I know everyone will be on the edge of their seats watching this one. Uh, you just, really think that the Eagles will lose, though? You know, I, do, I don't think the Eagles will lose. I, I don't think so, but I also would have bet money that they would have beaten the Saints. We, yeah, but with Gardner Minshew, um, that's a little bit tougher. And the They same, hung with the Cowboys. That's true. You know, I, true. I don't know. I, they have so many weapons that mm-hmm. if Gardner Minshew can just be a game manager and be efficient, yeah. I think that they are, you know, yeah, they don't have Jalen Hurts' big playmaking ability yeah. and like his, his moves, but like I still think that defense is really good. But I mean, they... They weren't that good yeah. this past weekend. I don't know. These well, the teams, giant, they play the Giants. The, a lot the, of the – sorry. No, they, they, I just say like before you move on to the next point, like they play the Giants and the Giants won't play any of their starters. Like the Giants are locked in at the sixth seed. So if they win, they're still the sixth seed. If they lose, they're still the sixth seed. So why why would you even play any of your starters when Saquon could possibly get hurt, Daniel Jones could possibly get hurt? So yeah. th- this game means a lot more to the Eagles. So For sure. Man, the 49ers as a one seed, boy, nobody wants that. Nobody wants Oof, that. I, yeah, I, I don't see it playing out that way, but just the fact that there's a scenario like that just makes the NFL the unprecedented best in the biz. That's why they, that's that's why why they, they wanted the 17th game in the first place. Yeah. They got rid of a preseason game, got 17 games because they wanted this parity. They added another team because they wanted this parity for it to come down to the last weekend for ratings, for revenue, for – uh, marketing. This is this is why the NFL is the biggest beast when it comes yep. to all of professional sports. So, uh, kudos to to those guys. You brought up a really good point. The Eagles playing a team that'll be resting all of their starters. Now, yeah. the Vikings heading into this game against the Bears on Sunday. It's a noon kick, and I wanted to ask you that question exactly. Do you think that this coaching staff rests the starters, or how much do you think we'll see them? That's a great question. Um, just from listening to Kevin O'Connell's press conference, before we started recording this podcast, I, I was under the the impression that we were not going to play, play any of our starters. The fact that someone asked if Kirk or J.J. was going to play, and he says it's not going to be that subtle, um, that makes me think these guys are going to play. So personally, I would probably rest the starters, but at most – I will let them play the first half. Let them play the first half, get their feet under them, make sure there's no rust going into the the following week against the whoever it is. But it, you just don't want to see that injury. You don't want to see uh, something fluke happen, and then that just eliminates our chances of even you know competing for a, a win at home. So, yeah, like play them, but don't play them too much. I, I agree. I think the one, the skill position players, like I, I feel like if you jump out to a lead, that's, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the skill guys I would definitely sit. But this this game to me is kind of important for the offensive line 
more than any group, I believe, yeah. on the team right now. Uh, in the in the game in the Green Bay game, we saw Austin Schlotman go down with an injury, a fractured fibula. Mm. He is on the IR now. We also have Brian O'Neill, who has a significant calf injury per Kevin O'Connell. Yep. He's going to miss Sunday, and his availability for the playoffs is unknown. It was brought up that Dalvin Tomlinson, his injury was a calf injury. He missed four games. Now every player is completely different. It could yeah. be a totally different injury. It's like hockey when they're like, it's a lower leg injury, yeah. you know, and you never really know what it is. It's a calf injury. And yeah. so uh, and so obviously that's a huge concern. You've got Garrett Bradbury. He's missed the last four games now uh, with a back injury. And hopefully we'll be able to see him soon. And so this to me is huge for the offensive line. Especially if you're going to take the show on the road, this Bears environment will be loud. Yeah. And so to be able to test your offensive line before you hit to the playoffs, because it's going to be a new grouping, new pairing, I think this will be critical for them. Yeah, I definitely think our starting offensive line plays on Sunday, uh, simply because of the point that you just made. And uh, you, you want to see how those guys mesh, especially if you're going to go into playoffs with a, with a different group that you started the season out with. So you, you hate to see it, but... Hopefully we can get a Blake Brandle back by the playoffs. Um, if Brian O'Neill isn't back by then, you, you still have a, a legitimate right tackle that can uh, hold up and has made plays. And honestly, I think Blake Brandle could be a starter in this NFL at, at either left tackle or right tackle. I, I think he's that good. Um, so you hate to see Brian O'Neill go down, but at the same time, you got to get these guys some reps. Um, Kyle Hinton. Uh, Chris Reed, who played center this past week. Hopefully Garrett Bradbury is back by the playoffs. That would be uh, huge. I mean, you could you could still literally go into the week week one of the playoffs with the four of your starting linemen and then a fifth lineman who has played and started six games, well, I think five to six games this year. So that, I think that's the, the positive. That's probably best case Silver scenario. Lining. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I still think we're in a good place. Um, we just got to stop making these costly errors at certain times. That was true. I talked to Ezra Cleveland after the game, and he said it was chemistry. They need to work on their communication. And yeah. and I think, you know, he had, I think PA said on his broadcast, they had two career penalties heading into this game, and he had three yesterday. So uh, kind of crazy, but he, he was very much like, that's on me. Like, we need to figure out the communication, the chemistry, and just we'll be working on that is what he said. <sighs> I don't think it's on him, but I do think it's on him. I mean, I think they say those yeah. kinds of things because they like the O line's great about it not being an individual yeah. thing. So. Well, technically at O line, like you're not supposed to move to the ball is snapped. So yeah. yeah, he did move early, but yeah, the miscommunication on Chris Reed there is, you know, hey, you got to snap the ball when Kirk says hike. But but still, like you know, three false starts, two delay of games, uh, five year six penalties, or either on your quarterback or offensive lineman, like that that does go a long way. Yeah. So well, those are uh, the things we didn't really see them do before. Remember, we talk about the small details that yep. they're so good at and they're so efficient and they don't make mistakes like that. Uh, they also really don't turn the ball over four times. So, you know, that happened as well. So. well the, the positive <laughs> on that is just, I guess, you, you did that already with a, a ruckus, ruckus crowd at, at Lambeau. So if we do go to uh, Levi Stadium, the second round of the playoffs is going to be loud. Chris Reed may, may or may not start. So you've made those mistakes. So now when you get the opportunity again, uh, you can fix it. It is of note that the Vikings added a, another offensive lineman this week in Greg Mance. Uh, he started 32 of 64 career games. He's been a, he's been in a bunch of different teams. Uh, Houston, Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo, Cleveland was just recently released by the Browns 53-man roster. So he's definitely in game shape. He's ready to go. 
Um, I think uh, they just need some depth at this point, and that was probably getting someone with a little bit more game experience. And this week of practice and this Bears game, again, crucial if Garrett Bradbury is not back and Chris Reed and Greg Mance get a little bit of extra time to gel. Hopefully Mance can get some meaningful reps. And it's so hard for a TJ Hawkinson-type guy to come in and learn the playbook in two days. So the fact that he has a, a full week to do so pending injury, we're recording this before he passed past his physical. So hopefully he can get in here and do what he needs to do to, to I guess, just make sure Kirk just stays clean. Or Nick Mullins, if you're 99% of Vikings fans right now. Yeah, they want Nick in there just to not have to get hurt. Kirk hit. I mean, he's yeah. just been so durable this season. You don't want to see that happen in the final game of the regular season for sure. You know, there were some bright spots in this Green Bay game, albeit few. There were a couple of things so that we wanted to be able to just highlight a little bit. One of those is our show guest, Jalen Naylor. He had his first career touchdown. And um, and also there was another, uh, you know, we, we even in losses, we do this 3M play of the week. So um, I picked this play. Did not clear it with you guys, so hopefully you think it's okay. Got a lot to choose from, Taylor. For, I know. For, yeah, mm-hmm. It was a tough decision. Uh, the 3M play of the week from the field to the roof and everywhere in between 3M. The official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings is here. Visit vikings.com backslash school science to learn more. For the second time in as many games, Josh Metellus blocked a punt to put the Vikings in great position. a shame the offense couldn't punch in from the one yard line it might have been a different game might yeah. have been a different game because obviously that led to a couple uh of special teams miscues that happened in the game right after the the blocked punt which was good then you went downhill with the uh field goal instead of a touchdown from the one yard line yeah points matter in that situation and then the, and then it was the kick return for a touchdown uh, we were talking off Mike and just that kick return for a touchdown was the loudest I've ever heard a stadium since I've been covering a team in the NFL. Um, and at that moment, I knew it's going to be hard to come back against this team. I believe we went three and out our next offensive series. And then our following offensive series, we threw a pick six. So It's just deflating. That, yeah, that, that, I mean, for a defense to stop a team first and goal on the one at home, like that just changes your entire momentum. Yeah, you gave up three points, but it was deflating. Like, to your point, That's yeah. That's a win. A huge win. Huge win. I mean... Hopefully we can, um, you know, learn how to bounce back and, you know, score more points off turnovers. But, yeah, that was uh, that was deflating only getting three points out of that situation. This team has done really well in bounce back games. And they have a very good opportunity against the Chicago Bears team whose playoff hopes are no longer there. Uh, the Vikings will try to rally to end the season on a high note. You really don't want to lose going into the playoffs. Yeah. And the Vikings are favored. They are favored, one and a half points. But uh, Vegas seems to know something about this team. Yeah. The last time they were not favored against a team who they had five more wins than on the road was the Lions and now the Packers. Vegas knows a thing or two, unfortunately. Man, hopefully we don't have to go to Vegas anytime soon. <laughs> it's It's been like... It's weird. It's a yeah. weird... It's a weird... Very weird. Like trying to explain Vikings wins and Vikings losses to family and friends... It's so weird. And yeah, 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 
I'm gonna, leave it, I'm gonna leave it at that. I think it's even weirder because if you're not in the TV market yeah. of getting the Vikings games, you've only watched mainly the bad ones. Yeah, the Cowboys. Like, um, last night, I'm trying to think of an Eagles Monday Night Football. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so like the national perception about this team is probably not as good as like if you're in this region, right? Yeah. But I only think about that because I've gotten texts like. Man, I thought you guys were good. I'm like, oh, because one game defines us. But like now it's three national t- games. Like three of our four losses were on national television. So, yeah. Not great. Not great at all. Um, but I'm sure Kevin O'Connell, this team, they know that. I, and, and I don't think that really bothers them too much. Like who's watching what? Because you got to think, when you, once you get to the playoffs, everyone is watching. So, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, true. I mean, you're, you're one of 14 at that point. And, all, all that really matters is the game in front of you. The, the game to, the next week, the game tomorrow is not promised. And that's why playoff football is so great. So good. Because everybody plays their best football. So hopefully we're, we're playing our best football. Because I, I honestly believe if we're playing our best football versus a lot of these other teams in the, in the NFL and no, no team makes mistakes, we are the better team. So uh, hopefully that can actually finally get displayed on the football field this year. But. I still like my chances. I like your chances, too. And I think our guest on the podcast will also like our chances. Jalen Naylor coming up in just a bit. Now let's welcome in our guest to the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We've got Jalen Naylor here. He had his first NFL touchdown on Sunday and led the team in receiving yards. You know, obviously not the outcome we all wanted. Yes, that's right. That's right. Not the outcome, but you did have one of the bright moments in the game and on a personal note, like what did it feel like to be able to to get it to the end zone? Um, it, it was great. Um, since I haven't haven't been in the end zone since October of twenty twenty one, so wow. to be able to do it, uh, start the new year off right in the end zone. I mean, that was great for me. I enjoyed it for sure. But I was nervous because I seen the flag, so I wasn't sure like if if it was coming back or not. So. I threw the ball back to the ref, and KJ went over there and grabbed it back for me. So yeah. <laughs> appreciate KJ for that. Man, that's a hell of a teammate. Yes, sir. Um, just, just understand that you haven't got a touchdown since 2021. Clear, clearly, you've had some time to reflect on, you know, just the journey up until that touchdown. Um, your first two targets before last night was by a punter. Right. So <laughs> the fact that your first, you know, catch at, again from a quarterback is against another Michigan State alum. Right. How, how how has that felt for you? Uh, I mean, just just being out there with Kirk, it, it was fun. I know a lot of the MSU fans were waiting for that moment to happen, and, and I'm glad it finally happened. And just try and take it from here. Yeah. What's the transition been like? You know, being being the guy and then coming here and having to work hard on special teams, waiting for your moment. Uh, it's been rough. Um, just not not playing special teams at all in my whole life, and then only doing it. A handful of times in college last year so it's, it's a big change for me it's something that I'm totally new to I'm still trying to get used to just getting getting that flow of the game outside of just coaching what's what's helped you get over some of those those rough patches of just understanding that hey when this moment comes like against the Green Bay Packers I'm going to make the most of it uh I mean it's just me within myself you know um I pride myself on trying to make a play every time I'm out there, and um, especially on offense, I, I love catching the ball, make, making guys miss and stuff like that. So whenever the ball is in the air, I, I just think that's mine, and that that's what happened in the game. 
I feel like you walked into a pretty good spot for special teams um, as far as Coach Hat being here, Matt Daniels bringing all the energy, making guys excited to play special teams. How has his energy and his, I guess, being under his tutelage really uh, affected your growth? Um, but just day by day, like he can tell how much he cares about uh, special teams, his enthusiasm that he brings every day. To, uh, it just makes me want to be better uh, to make plays and see him happy because this, this is what he prides himself on. So I think it, it helps the whole group as a unit um, try to try to make plays and help the team win. Well, I guess what, what was that feeling like uh, in, in meetings, right, where, you know, you got a lot to fix, but still you get the con- congratulations on your first, first touchdown in the NFL. What was that like for you? Uh, I mean, it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was nice. Uh, but we always got some some to work on, and um, always got room for improvement. So I'm gonna just take this weekend and focus a lot on special teams. Try to execute as much as I can on on that uh, aspect. Well, you're a former track athlete as well, mm-hmm. and obviously with a nickname like Speedy, we know you're a fast guy. Yeah. Uh, being able to kind of like unleash your speed, though, like on punt return and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you had fun with that at all? Oh yeah, it's been it's been fun for sure. Just just being out there and just being able to <laughs> yeah. do do what I'm um, uh, guys give me my speed and um, being able to use that on the field and try to make something happen. It's it's great. I I, I gotta ask you this um, because I remember we talked. I think when you got drafted, we're mm-hmm. talking about the yep. nickname Speedy, uh, just the origin of everything, and you know Snoop Dogg being one of your coaches as a kid. Has he texted you? Uh, no. Okay. No, cool. Uh, All right. I just had to ask. But I mean, he he's he's reached out to me uh, through Instagram a few times. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, through, I sent you a touch now. Oh no, not okay. touch. Okay. okay. No, no. <laughs> I was like, no. man, that I wonder what that text. That'd was be cool, with. but. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, I think being part of this team has been it's such a, a, a different ride. Like Gabe and I, we can't we have a hard time coming up with how to describe how this season has gone mm-hmm. so far. So how how would you describe what the ride has been like in your rookie year? Um, I feel like it's been kind of a roller coaster, like um, throughout all our games, you know, there's been ups and downs on both sides. All three phases, actually, there's been ups and downs, but. We all just come together collectively as a unit and uh, just lean on one another. That's what a uh, coach uh, preaches all the time: just to lean on one another and um, good things will happen. What's something that you that you've leaned on, or something that you focused on uh, this year th- during this process with special teams and your snap count getting up? I guess getting up on the off- offensive side of the ball. What's one thing that you really tried to hone in on? Okay, I want to get better at this. Um, I say just getting used to the speed of the game. Okay. Um, just really. Getting that rhythm, and because I'm I'm more of a rhythm player, I, I like to feel things out at first. Like things might be going fast for me at at first, but then it'll slow down. Then mm-hmm. I'll really start like getting the feel of the game and really start vibing. You got an example of like when a moment kind of got fast and you had to figure um, it out. I mean, at, at the beginning of every special team rep, uh, kickoff, kick return, whatever it is, uh, it's definitely different. <laughs> it's definitely way faster. So. That, that that's that's just a big thing I got to work on just gotcha. just that first play just getting them jitters out. Mm-hmm. What was the message today um, after your, the Packers game and now that you guys are heading into the final game of the regular season you've got a home playoff game coming at you. What was the message from Coach? Offensive wise, we just gotta execute better. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot and just playing bad ball, you know. Um, but that's something that we, we can work on, definitely improve on. Just 
lean on one another, of course, and just trusting, trusting the uh, play call, trusting the coaches, trusting our technique, things like that. Uh, that technique is only going to get you to where, you know, where we need to be. And mm-hmm. um, just being at U.S. Bank home games this year, I never experienced in a playoff game. I think the I don't know for how, how it was for you guys, but like last the whiteout game against the Giants, that was probably the loudest I've ever heard U.S. Bank Stadium. Have you kind of envisioned what the first playoff game would be like? Uh, once we continue to, I guess, build some wins back up? Uh, hopefully it'll be like that, that whiteout yeah. game because that, that game was lit. <laughs> <laughs> you had a couple in college, right? Yeah. A couple of whiteout games? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You knew what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, be, and being a rookie, I, I wanted to ask you, what veteran has really made a difference to you, kind of taken you under, its, under their wing, whether it's on the field, off the field? Who's someone that you've really kind of gotten along with and has really helped you in this journey? Um, I'll say Adam Thielen and uh, C.J. Hamm, uh, those two guys um, on the field, Adam and off the field with Adam, you know, um, just being able to talk to him and uh, just release the stuff that's going on in my head and just he, he's just helping me just be like, just focus on it, just calm down, like th- things will be fine, just take it one day at a time. It's the same thing with C.J., you know, uh, C.J., uh, he's a father and I'm a father as well, little baby girl, so... Um, I'd be having problems just yeah. trying to see her and things going on with her. And um, he, he just keeps my head up and just tells me he's always there for me. That's awesome, man. Um, and you got two Minnesota natives, too, that yes, can, can be a, a shoulder to lean on. Have, have, what's been the process of getting adjusted to Minnesota, having those guys that's, that's, that's been here, that's done it, that's grew up here? What's that process been like? Uh, I mean, the process hasn't been that bad for me because okay. I was at Michigan State, so it, the Midwest is – I feel like it's all the same. Like, <laughs> it feels the exact same as Michigan. So, I mean, like, it wasn't much of a change. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, we are very excited to see more of you, Jalen. And <laughs> yes, I know it's been a fun season. We can't wait for this Bears game. Can't wait for the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, best of luck. Hopefully we'll see you a little bit more this coming up weekend, uh, too. Hopefully. Man, hopefully. We've seen him on special teams and on offense. So, uh, now it's just getting the fumble recovery on defense yeah. and, and, and cribbing that <laughs> thing, too. So, looking <laughs> forward to it, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you, guys. A big thanks to Jalen Naylor for joining the podcast. Sunday's game, once again, if you haven't heard, is set for noon at Soldier Field. Stick with Vikings.com and the Vikings app to get ready for the final game of the regular season. Can't believe I'm saying that. I remember we were week one talking about yeah. playing the Packers at home. Like just the energy and the I mean, it, it lets you know how how fast time goes by. It so. feels like it was five years ago though. Like I think back to like that day and I'm like, wait, that wasn't five years yeah. ago? It's like five years, but also five Five weeks. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> five, yeah, five, five minutes, too. But, like, I mean, we did just play. It feels like we played the Packers a week ago also, which we did. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But, yeah, hopefully we can make this run and make this season more magical uh, than the regular season was this oh, year. Yeah, no, most definitely. This is hopefully only the beginning, and our content is continuing. Yeah. We got the Audible this week, Gabe? Yes. Bob Hagen called me, and I got to call him back to uh, confirm. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see who we will get lined up. Thanks to Mr. Hagen for always being there for us and getting some guests. Speaking of Bob Hagen, yeah? this, is, this is his um, his last year working in our PR department for the Minnesota Vikings. He's He's been here for decades. Uh, knows his Vikings team through and through. Uh, the Vikings honored him the last regular season home game. Yep. Um, and I just want to give a quick shout out to him. He's he's been such a, a mainstay for this Minnesota Vikings team. I think he's moving into a consultant role with the team. So um, 
yeah, I, I don't know why I just thought about that. But yeah, this is his last regular season game uh, being in our PR department. We have a great PR team, uh, Carly Bunk, John Ekstrom, Sam Newton, Taylor Garner, so on and so forth. But kudos to Bob Hagen. Um, just a, a great sure. guy. So yeah, it'd be good to work. Super with welcoming. Yeah, never made you feel like an outsider coming in. Yeah, always ready to sit and help you and talk with you about uh, setting up, you know, interviews and things like that. Because a lot of a lot of what Gabe and I do, I don't think many people might know this, is is connecting with the players and trying to talk them into being on content with us. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's, the more, that's a job. We should and the more that we could, yeah, I actually tell people a lot of times that like half my job is logistics. Yeah, because I'm always just like. Getting people where they need to go, setting yeah. things up, being in constant contact. Like it's it's half our job is logistics and half is on air. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah. <laughs> 90% of our job is probably logistics, but I think that's what makes it for me. That's what oh, makes no, it it's the fun. best because it's like that's what really matters. I like, just landed. This is what matters. Oh, for sure. I just landed on that word like logistics? a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. I always try to explain. You must be talking to Mike Harris a lot. No, <laughs> I wasn't. I, I, It was hard for me to like explain to people, okay, like this is what I do. This yeah. is like, you know, you only see part of it kind of thing. But now I'm like, see, that's the corporate word I need to use for what I do half of the day. So Logistics. Anyway, logistics. Logistically speaking, the Vikings are 12 and 4. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Who we got for Network Talent interview this week? Fred Taylor from The Pivot, uh, future Hall of Fame running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he's been in the news as of late the past couple of weeks. Oh, okay. For, I guess, not giving the Vikings some, I, I guess, good publicity. So. Oh, so you're going to, oh, is this going to be like one of those sparring? So, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm really cool with uh, Ryan Clark from ESPN. And uh, Ryan was like, dude, you got to get Fred Taylor on. So also Fred Taylor was its best friends with Keenan McCardell. Oh, cool. They were teammates in Jacksonville. And um, nice. apparently Fred loves the Vikings. So Oh, he be, loves them. He loves the Vikings. Oh, I thought you said that they, he was saying bad things. That's why I, I said mean, that. I mean, well, he, he said some things. Controversial that Controversial things. Yeah. Yeah. So to Vikings fans, at least. So he's got to come on our content and state his case. There we go. Make your claim. <laughs> Make your claim. If you, could do it, if you could do it on your podcast, why don't you say it to us? Say it to our faces. <laughs> he said it on first take, which everyone. Oh, yeah, that, that was comment. him? Yeah, that was him. Oh, we so, talked about him last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so well, hey, that's yeah. good. Yeah. JJ, JJ will not want to know he's on network talent. No, but <laughs> but I mean, Fred Fred's a good guy. No, they have no, like I mean, a top five podcast in the world. So they're just they're, they're, I feel like that's this the is mood good. of first yeah. take, though. Right. Right. Like they're it's, debate it's, show. it's always hot takes. It's debates like and at the end of the day, they probably have mad respect for everyone they talk about. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's good television. Totally understand that. Uh, speaking of good television, the Game Day Live interview will be back again this week. No confirmation on guests as well. Sometimes it takes a little while to get these things going. So uh, we'll get that confirmed soon, hopefully. And then logistics. Friday, exactly. Hashtag logistics. Uh, Friday Football Feast is this week. It's in the Egan. I think they, you know, go all around the state and then they bring it back to right next door to the facility. So I'm, I'm excited about that because I don't have to go very far. Yeah, um, especially in this weather. Um, you, yeah. you definitely want to stay as close to home as possible. But hopefully the the roads are clear by the time the football feast. I hope so. I mean, we're driving in the bad weather the next couple of days anyway. So just wish us luck. Godspeed. Everyone be safe. All right. Well, we have that big game on Sunday. Everyone stay safe this week. Make sure you check out Vikings.com and the Vikings app for everything you need. Headed into the Bears game. 
I'm Tatum Everett. That's Gabe Henderson. We are part of the Minnesota Vikings podcast that you're listening to right now, and we will have another episode dropping on Friday. See you then. Lifetime, the official athletic country club of the Minnesota Vikings, has something for every member of your family. Get your family going today at lifetime.life forward slash kids.